Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. John, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. We're going to do with your face. What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. I said, I want to maybe you could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And I hope you're all having a wonderful weekend in New York. I am broadcasting live from Beverly Hills today. We're on the West Coast uh, looking at uh, the interesting, and I mean interesting, cosmetic surgery out here. It's, uh, I think everybody has to have it. It's kind of like Brazil in uh, in Beverly Hills if you don't have it you're uh, you know you're just not with the group but in New York we're a little bit uh, a little bit different aren't we well today we're going to talk about you we're going to talk about cosmetic surgery and we're going to talk about eyelids eyelids a uh, very very common procedure having your eyelids rejuvenated so we're going to talk a bit about that I'm going to take your phone calls 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR we've got Noah sitting in the studios. You know, they're making new WOR studios, and I'm uh, anxious to get in those uh, in just a couple more months. After the, uh, the two and a half, almost three years of COVID, it's, uh, it'll be good to get back into the studio. Although I have been enjoying uh, all these remote locations, Chicago, Beverly Hills, Italy, all over we've been broadcasting from. Tonight, we're going to take your phone calls about eyelid surgery and about lasering and about you. So if you have, uh, let's say you've got uh, a new wrinkle, a new wrinkle around your eyelids and you just notice that. You look in the mirror, you say, how is that possible? I'm 38 years old, how could I possibly get a wrinkle? Well, give me a call, we'll talk a little bit about that, what we can do to help you. But if you are, uh, let's say you're 60 years old and you're developing jowls, you look in the mirror and you just can't believe that is you. You're beginning to look like your mother. Uh, you love your mother, right? Of course you did or you do, but you don't necessarily want to look like her. Certainly uh, you remember her as an older woman and uh, you're looking in the mirror now and seeing your mother. Well, we can help you with that also. If you're going to the plastic surgeon Monday morning, tomorrow, not tomorrow, it's Sunday, but on Monday morning, let's say 
you've got a consultation and you just don't have a clue of what to ask the plastic surgeon, this is the show to call. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. I've been doing uh, this particular show right here on WOR for 17 years with Noah as my sidekick in the studio. And I'm here to answer your phone calls about your appearance, about cosmetic surgery, about skin care. No, no, we won't talk about cardiology today, but we will certainly answer your phone calls, 800-321-0710. And if you do give us a call, the incentive, as if the answer isn't enough incentive, the incentive to call is uh, how about a bottle of soft time? Because it's that time of the year. It's October and the humidity drops. You know, I explained this a couple of weeks ago. Here's what happens. You put the heat on in your house for the very first time of the year. You know, it's, uh, it's getting cool out. The evenings are getting into the 40s now. And you put the heat on. And what that does is it burns off the humidity. You get a relative humidity in your apartment of lower than 20%. And, and you can check that. You can buy one of those little humidistat things and see just what the humidity is. It's supposed to be between 40 and 60 in your house. And uh, most people really don't have a good concept. You know temperature, but humidity is supposed to be 40 to 60%. If it goes below that, well, you know, the uh, Mojave Desert has a humidity of something like 15 or so percent. And so does your home, your apartment, your house during the winter. And that is why you get the chapped lips you get the chapped fingers. Well, soft time is the answer. Soft time is a, uh, it's a uh, very high-end moisturizer. It has all the things you want in a moisturizer. It's got these things called humectants. Do you know what that is? That's, uh, that is a substance like hyaluronic acid is a humectant. It's a chemical that attracts water. So when you have a humectant in your skin or on your skin, you attract water, you get a higher water content of your skin. We've got ceramides and things like that. Well, that's what we're giving away today, but you have to have a good question for me. Try and stump me. That's okay. I'm board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. All right. Eyelids. It's the first thing you look at when you look at another person. Did you know that? Because everybody tries to look in another person's eyes. And certainly whether it's a, a mate that you're attracted to and you're looking in her or his eyes or whether it's a business associate and you're looking in the eyes. You want to, you know, there's the old Larry David, uh, you know, joke, right? The, the continuing uh, thing that he does on his show, look in my eyes, look in my eyes. And uh, people do want to look in other people's eyes. Now, if you wear glasses, certainly sunglasses, that blocks the effect, right? And glasses in themselves also block a little bit of the effect of uh, looking in someone's eyes. But the eyes are really the first thing that begins to age on the face, the eyelids. What happens? I have actually operated on people as young as, I think my youngest blepharoplasty was 18 years old. And you say, Jesus, how, how could you do that? Well, with, a, uh, uh, with aging eyelids, um, certainly we can get extra skin on the upper lids and fat around the lids. That has nothing to do actually with aging. It can be from youth. And people, uh, I've got people in their 50s and 60s who come and have their eyelids done. And they tell me, you know what? The, uh, the fullness of the eyelid has been there since they were a teenager. All right. We've got a, a phone call already. Sandra, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Oh, good, after, good evening, actually, Dr. Terry. You had mentioned a few weeks ago about dasafir. Uh, I think you I think that's what it's called. It's supposed Daxi, to be Daxify. Daxify. D A X X I F Y. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So 
I wanted to know when will you be getting it, and that's when I would come and try it. And are there any side effects? Is it the same as the regular Botox? Well, uh, and thanks for the question, uh, Sandra. Where do you live, by the way? I live in um, West New York, Guttenberg, you can call it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought it's Gutenberg. Is it Guttenberg? Yeah, you're correct. You could say it either way. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, let's talk about uh, Botox. So Botox was the first of the botulinum toxins. You know, let, let's talk about botulism. Hopefully no one out there has ever had botulism. You know, remember when you were a kid, you were told, don't, uh, don't take, um, if you have a can that's bulging, if it drops on the floor and bulges, don't eat from it because, uh, you know, it could have botulism. Fortunately, botulism is fairly rare in the United States now. But botulism uh, is caused by a bacteria a bacterium is the technical term, that produces these toxins. And the toxins cause a paralysis in the, uh, in the victim. So hopefully we don't uh, ever have that. But it turns out that the toxins that the uh, botulinum bacteria make are some of the most potent toxins known to mankind. And very, very, very tiny amounts can paralyze muscles. So that's the background. And these uh, bacteria actually make uh, many, many dozens of different toxins. So the Allergan Company started this out, uh, and in the, uh, I guess it was in the 1980s, um, even earlier than that, the uh, botulinum toxin was used uh, for twitching eyelids and for muscle problems around the eye, and it was an accidental finding, uh, I believe at Columbia University, that they found the wrinkles on the skin above the muscle that was treated went away. And boy, that was a billion-dollar uh, accident, wasn't it? So Allergan had the jump on things, and they had this uh, first toxin. But then other companies came along, and there's another product called Xeomin, and there's one called Disport. There's one called Javu. And now the newest one that you just mentioned is called Daxify. And I know that there are several others out there, and each of them are a little bit different because they use a slightly different toxin. And I, I, I'm not an expert at patent law, but I believe the way they get around the patent of the original company is by simply using a different toxin, a different one of the medley of uh, toxins that this bacteria makes to kill people. But remember now, we're not injecting the bacteria. And a lot of people think, well, you can get botulism from that. You can't get botulism from that. Uh, we use very small amounts of of Botox or, or whatever it is, whether it's uh, Dysport or Xeomin. I use those interchangeably in my office, by the way, because I find that the clinical effect is fairly similar. There are very little differences. There's very little difference between the, the three. The new one that you mentioned, Daxify, that's coming out. Now, it was FDA approved about a month ago, and the company that makes it is revving up production now. I can only imagine what's going on inside the company. You know, they, they did not want to rev up production before FDA approval because if they only have a year or two uh, shelf life for the product, if it took two years to get uh, approved, they'd have all this stuff that they have to throw out. So right now they're revving up production, and I have been told that my office will get the first order of Daxify, I believe, in January late January, maybe early February. I wish it were sooner. Uh, no one in the United States has it now. Uh, but the advantage to the one that you're talking about is it's a longer-acting one. And I've read the studies, and they're quite good. The studies show that Daxify will, uh, will hold the paralysis. Isn't that terrible? It'll hold your, uh, your wrinkles back for about six months, as opposed to all the other products 
which are somewhere around three to four months on average. So that's a big difference. Now, we don't know what the cost is going to be. The company has not set the cost, but I can only imagine that it's going to be higher than the uh, cost of the current products. And I imagine that uh, plastic surgeons and dermatologists who do this procedure will also pass along those costs to uh, patients. So that's the answer. Uh, but then again, you're only going to need it twice a year instead of three times a year. So overall, it'll probably be about the same cost. All right, Sandra? Right. So you're thinking like in January you'll probably have it? I hope so. I've already uh, been in touch with the company. I use some of their other products, and because of that, I'm a little higher on the list of getting uh, the new right. product than, uh, let's say, someone who has never purchased from the company. So that's a good thing. But, you know, it mm -hmm. all has to, uh, it has to get out there to the plastic surgeons. And I imagine that um, it's going to be in quite high demand because uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you want it? As, you know, many of my patients mm -hmm. are already emailing me and asking me, when am I going to get this? And uh, I'll right. get it as soon as I can. And I know that the, uh, the safety profile is exactly the same as Botox oh, and Dysport and okay. Xeomin. There's, there's no difference. Um, and, and by the way, these are incredibly safe drugs. I have been injecting Botox since 1997, which is a long time. That's 25 years in the Botox world. Um, and I have, in fact, I've got patients that I've been injecting almost since that very beginning. And they come in two, three times a year religiously to keep their forehead right. muscles Botoxed. And, uh, and by right. the way, the, the most common areas that are uh, treated are the horizontal lines of the forehead. By far the most common area are the, is the vertical, is our, is the vertical lines between the brows. You know, those are the ones, are you married, by the way? I am. Actually, I, I'm married to a plastic surgeon, but he had a liver transplant last year, and he decided to call it quits. How oh, do you like really? that? Okay, well. Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting. Well, good. I, I, I may well know him, but don't say his name on the air. But, uh, okay. but, uh, but certainly um, I, the reason I asked you that is because, of course, it's only uh, people who have children and are married that actually get those frown lines. Oh, that's a bad joke. I'm kidding you, of course. Uh, no, everybody gets those. You know, it, it is yeah. interesting because we tend to get the lines that our parents had, and it's not genetic, it's behavioral. You look at your mother when you're a little baby, and, you know, parents love to make these funny faces for the kids, and kids, and they, and they love more than anything else to see the baby or the infant mirror them. But that sets up a lifetime of using those muscles to frown or, or do whatever. So those of you who are pregnant right now, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't make faces at your little kid uh, the infant because uh, you don't want the baby to develop those muscles and imitate you and get those frown lines. That's my uh, parenting tip, which is probably my only parenting tip I can ever give you. <laughs> All right, Sandra. Thank you All so right. much. I learn a lot every week from you. I really do. Well, I'm glad. And, uh, and do say hello to your husband. I hope he's doing well after his liver transplant. Where, what hospital did he have Thanks it at? Uh, he went to Columbia Presbyterian. That's and he a had a very, place. very good doctor. Yeah, and he's doing nicely. Excellent. Good to hear. Very good. Thank All you. right. Thank, thank you for asking. Thank, thank you so much for the phone call. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle on WOR. We're going to take a short break. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words.
What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years i want everyone to try my products so for a limited time i'm giving wor listeners 20 percent off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844 Perry. use the wor21 code for the discount to learn more listen every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on W-O-R. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? All right. Blepharoplasty, that's the name of the operation. You know, plastic surgeons love to give these uh, complex names to the procedures that you're having. It's an eyelid lift. But, you know, how many eyelids? A lot of people think you only have two eyelids. How many eyelids do you think you have? You've got four. You've got two upper eyelids and two lower eyelids, right? Okay, you know that. A lot of people don't. They think you really only have two. So when we do an eyelid lift, sometimes we're lifting the upper eyelids, and sometimes we're lifting the lower eyelids. Sometimes we're doing all four. That's more common. But when I examine you, if you come in and you tell me, well, I think I need my eyelids done. So here you are. The typical patient is late 40s to late 50s, and certainly in the 60s and 70s and even 80s. But certainly, when you're in your 40s, you really begin to see the issues. So the extra skin of the upper eyelids begins to kind of sag, and you no longer have the ability to put makeup on without it smearing. You know what I'm talking about? Of course you do. Because when you put that makeup on, you know, you're lifting up your brow, you're, uh, you're... spreading the skin, lifting the skin, but then your upper eyelid skin just sags right over. And some people get so much upper eyelid skin that the skin actually rests on the eyelashes and then your blink rate increases. What does that mean? That means there's a certain number of blinks per minute that we all do to lubricate our eyeball. But if your eyelids are irritated, if your eyelashes are irritated by the extra skin, you'll blink more often. The other thing that can happen when the skin grows in the upper eyelids is that we can actually obstruct our vision. We can get a visual field loss. It's like uh, if you're driving your car and going up a hill and you've got a baseball hat on. You have to tilt your head up because if you don't, you're going to have your upper vision blocked. And the same thing happens when you have extra skin of the upper eyelids. So an eyelid lift... The first thing I do when you come in and talk to me about an eyelid lift is first I look at the position of your eyebrows because a lot of people don't realize that the eyebrows are actually low and that contributes to the problem. And if I don't fix the eyebrows, if I don't lift or at least stabilize the eyebrows, then when I do an eyelid lift, it'll look good for a few months. And then a few months later, you'll look and say, you didn't take enough skin. That's not the issue. It's that your eyebrows low. So how high should your eyebrow be? Now look in the mirror. Go ahead. Not while you're driving, please. Your eyebrow, if you're a woman, should be at or just above your bony rim. Now it's hard for you to tell this because 
most commonly, if you've got extra eyelid skin and if you have drooping eyelids, you're going to lift those up with the muscle of your forehead. That's called the frontalis muscle, by the way. And that muscle is responsible for the horizontal wrinkle lines of the forehead. So if you've got a lot of extra skin of your upper eyelids, you're going to have a lot of horizontal wrinkles of your forehead. So what do I do? First, I assess the eyebrows. And in a woman, the brows should be at or just above the bony rim. In a man, the brows should be at the bony rim. It's hard for you to tell again because you tend to lift those up unconsciously or subconsciously. So now, if you, uh, if you do that, the way I do this in the office is I have you close your eyes and I try and get you to relax your eyebrows and then we go ahead and assess the position of the eyebrows. And so if they are below the bony rim, then we're going to have to address that. And if I don't do that, if I don't do a brow lift at the same time as an eyelid lift, in the long run, we're not going to be uh, helping you too much because you're still, still going to look like you have a lot of extra skin on your eyelids. Let's, let's go ahead and take a phone call from Beatrice. What can I do for you, Beatrice? What's your wrinkle? Are you there, Beatrice? Hello, Dr. Perry. Yes. Beatrice, uh, go ahead and speak. I wanted to know, when is the youngest that you can get uh, you know, some surgery underneath your eye? Well, tell me what your problem is, Beatrice. How, how old are you? 33. You're 33. So you're just a pediatric patient in my practice. So uh, what, what's the problem that you have with your eyelids? Well, I look in the mirror and I look old. <laughs> yeah, at 33, you look old. Well, there's not much hope. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course there's hope. You're 33. So I have done eyelid lifts in women as young as 18, and those are uh, upper lids and uh, where there's a fullness and some fat around the eyelids. For the lower eyelids, I guess maybe the youngest I've done is probably around uh, 30 or so years old. So what happens to the lower lids? In the last segment, we just talked about the aging of the upper lids. Let's talk for a minute about the lower lids. So the lower lids normally sit on your eyeball just above, you know what the iris is, Beatrice? Do you know what the iris is? Somewhere on your eye. Yeah, the, the iris is the brown in your eye, in your eye. So you have the pupil in the center of your eye, which uh, goes from small when it's bright out to large when it's, uh, when it's dark out. But the iris stays the same size. And the iris is what makes up blue eyes or brown eyes or hazel eyes. Okay, so that's the iris. Now, your lower eyelid in a resting position should just overlap the iris. Now, as you get older, the eyelid tends to drop down to a lower, uh, lower level, and we can start to see the white underneath the iris. All right, so that's an indication that you have some looseness of your lower lid and some drooping. You also tend to get a little extra skin of the lower lid, just like you do with the upper lid, but usually not nearly as much. But what happens in the lower lid is you tend to get fat in the lower lid. Now, this fat has nothing to do with your weight. It has a lot to do with protecting your eyeball. So the eyeball actually floats in fat. It's got fat above it, below it, to the sides, and behind it. And that way, if you get poked in the eye, your eyeball hopefully will not you know, squish. That's a, that's a technical term, by the way. Your eyeball will not. The, in fact, the fat will compress. And we have a lot of fail-safes in the eye to protect the eyeball. So in fact, even before the eyeball would squish, 
the bones would break and the eyeball would be released down. If you really get in a car accident or get hit in the eye, you can get a uh, what's called a blowout fracture of the of the eyelid of the eyeball rather, uh, so that there's more room for the eye. Because if you lose your eyeball, if it gets squished again, that technical term, uh, then you're blind. And in pre you know civilized society, if you didn't have vision, you were just dead. The animals would eat you, and that's it. So your body wants to protect your eyeball, so it floats in fat. But that fat tends to kind of work its way forward over time. And as your skin and as the connective tissue around your eye begins to weaken as you get older, now you're 33, I hardly think it's uh, weak at your age, but that fat tends to work its way forward. And we get these uh, little, little puffs of fat. Now, we remember Mario Cuomo. I mention him all the time because he had, he was the poster child for lower eyelid fat. He had these really big areas of fat of his lower eyelid. So in an eyelid lift, a lower eyelid lift, what I do is I make an incision just underneath the eyelashes. So it's hard to see. Man or woman, it's pretty hard to see. For a woman, it's exactly where you would put eyeliner in, on. All right, and we lift up the skin. And then I can see those fat pads. There are three fat pads of the lower lid. And if you look really carefully at your own eyelids, you can see three distinct fat pads. Some people have so much fat that they blend together. But for the most part, there are three. And what I do is I take just a little bit of those. And I always say the difference between a real plastic surgeon and someone who wants to be a plastic surgeon other doctors that want to do this kind of surgery is that there are other doctors that can do the operation technically correctly, but it's the artistic judgment, the creativity, and just to know just how much fat to take. Because I can, uh, when I teach the residents in the operating room, I show them how much I take, but it's hard for me to tell them what really is the right amount because it requires artistic sense. So I look at someone beforehand and I make a judgment, and I know how much, because I've been doing this for 35 years, I know how much fat to take. It's very easy to overdo it and take too much fat. And then you get a sunken in appearance. And certainly if I leave some fat behind, you're going to look in the mirror and say, you didn't take enough fat, I want to go back uh, to the operating room and take some more. Uh, I'd rather do that than take too much, because it's sort of an unfixable thing uh, if we take too much fat. So Beatrice, for your lower eyelids, at 33, maybe that's the operation. It's called the lower blepharoplasty. But, but there are two other things that are possible for you at your age. And one of those is a fractionated laser of your lower eyelids. Now, a fractionated CO2 laser uh, used to be called the Fraxel, but that's just a brand name. That's like Botox and botulinum toxin or Kleenex and tissues. You know, these become brand names. But the fractionated laser is very useful to tighten the skin and actually thicken the skin of the lower eyelids. Uh, now, vitamin C can thicken the skin also. It takes about six months of continuous nightly use of vitamin C on your eyelids, like in my nighttime uh, serum. Uh, but a lot of people just don't have the patience for that. They want it overnight. And overnight means we do a laser, a CO2 laser, and we tighten the lids and we get some growth of collagen after we do the tightening. Uh, do the laser, and it looks better. So that might work for you. Uh, the other thing that's possible is the injection of filler, hyaluronic acid filler. That's fairly controversial. You know, for years and years, I did not do it. And then the delivery systems, meaning instead of a needle, it's a little tiny blunt tip thing called a cannula. Uh, I use that. But the problem with uh, injecting the lower eyelids is that there's a, a lot of swelling 
for a long time. Whether I put the material underneath the skin or whether I put it right on top of the bone, it still tends to swell. And I've had my patients uh, swell for months and they come in every week and uh, you have to smush it down. That's another technical term. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I'm not a big fan. Sometimes I still do the filler for the lower lids. There's also that pesky little complication of blindness which can occur from injecting around the eyes. It's not common, never happened to me, never happened to anyone I've even trained with or work with at the medical schools that I'm on the faculty with, that I know of anyway. Uh, but it's in the literature, and there are probably uh, dozens and dozens of cases of blindness from uh, injecting filler around the eyes because the blood vessels connect with the back of the eye. So Beatrice, Beatrice, uh, did I put you to sleep, by the way? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, at least you're honest with me, you know? Uh, but Beatrice, <laughs> what we do... For your lower lids, maybe it's an eyelid lift, maybe it's filler, maybe it's a laser, but that's what the consultation is all about. You're young, maybe nothing. Maybe it's just makeup for you, you know? <laughs> and a lot of times uh, people, particularly the next generation, you know, the 20-somethings and 30-somethings who think that plastic surgery is always the answer, maybe it's not so much the answer. And, uh, you know, that's a heretical thing for a plastic surgeon to say, but it's the truth. And I do turn people down all the time, whether it's for medical reasons or psychological reasons or simply what you're talking about, maybe aesthetic reasons. If it's not a bad enough thing for me to notice, uh, then maybe you just have to put a little makeup on and, uh, and live with it because uh, it's not so bad. And don't forget, any surgery, any laser, any filler has risks. And uh, so we have to weigh that in. And it's got to be worth the risk, the, uh, what we call the deformity. And this is hard to call what you have a deformity. Uh, but, you know, we have to weigh the, the pluses and minuses, the benefits versus the risks. Okay, Be Beatrice? Thank you so much. Huge fan of the show. Oh, well, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And tell your demographic, because the 33-year-olds, they need to listen to this show. You know, they can listen to the, I know they don't listen to radio as much, so it's, it's also a podcast. And, and by the way, those of you who listen every week, you can listen to the podcast. You have to subscribe to the podcast. And I just got an email. They said, where's Susan when we come back from our break? I'll tell you where she is. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is uh, What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, the number 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off and it's time to get back out there. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips, and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent, and along with lasers and Ulthera, even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time, 
I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face, and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www.perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And what is your wrinkle? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. And, yes, during the week I actually do cosmetic surgery. I operate. I inject Botox and fillers and do lasers, and I've got two offices. I've got an office on uh, Park Avenue and 73rd. Great neighborhood, and yeah, you can almost find parking in that neighborhood. You have to look around for a little, a little bit. If you, uh, if you come see me, give it an extra half an hour to find on-street parking or just park in a garage. But if you don't want to pay for parking at all, you can come to my New Jersey office where it is free in uh, Somerset County in the geographic center of the state. That's where I've got my large center. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, we've got uh, one opening up in Manhattan at Tribeca, and uh, we're booking our first patients January 15th, apparently, is the uh, opening date for patients. So, boy, I hope they get there. The sheetrock is up. That's the word this week. The sheetrock is up in Tribeca. We've got three operating rooms. Uh, it's going to be the largest cosmetic surgery-only surgery center in the country. I don't know about the world. Hard to uh, know what's going on in Brazil, but uh, certainly in Manhattan and in the United States, this is going to be the largest cosmetic surgery-only facility. And yeah, and I operate in New Jersey at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, and I actually just got on the staff of Lenox Hill and the Manhattan Eye and Ear Hospital in New York, so we'll be doing uh, procedures there also in the, uh, the shift from uh, New Jersey to New York, but we'll still be in New Jersey. Don't worry. All right, 800-321-0710 is the phone number, 800 800- Three two one zero seven ten. So we've been talking about eyelids today, and uh, and thank you for the uh, phone call about eyelid surgery. It's a, a procedure that I do a lot of. I remember when I was a resident at the University of Chicago, I was chief resident, and CNN was a brand new network then. And they came to the University of Chicago. They wanted to do a story on the plastic surgery clinic, you know, the training clinic for plastic surgery residents in Chicago because we had one of the biggest ones in the country. So uh, my chief said to me, uh, Arthur, we're going to go ahead and uh, do a blepharoplasty on uh, nationwide TV. And I had done probably like 10 in my career by then. And I can't even tell you how nervous I was as a, uh, what was I, 29 years old, doing uh, a blepharoplasty on coast-to-coast. Coast. Uh, so if, if anyone has that, uh, I think I might have a, uh, a, a VHS tape of that. Remember those? Yeah, that was, uh, those were the days, and that was uh, interesting. And uh, I've done, I don't know how many hundreds and thousands uh, since then, but uh, I did three last week, and that was a, a good week for blepharoplasties. I love operating on eyelids. It's a great procedure. It's a procedure that really can rejuvenate your appearance and do it very quickly. So, and I do it under local anesthesia with sedation. I've done that under straight local anesthesia before, but I would only do that on a patient that I've already operated on that I know uh, for a, a long time because some people, uh, let me use a technical term, they freak out if it's just under a local anesthesia. You can't do that if we're doing an eyelid lift. You know, if you're at the dentist and you do that, he can stop and say, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's do this another day. Not if I've already made an incision in the eyelid. So we give it uh, some sedation. 
An anesthesiologist gives you something like Versed, which is sort of like Valium. Gives you something like uh, Propofol, which is a nice drug. If any of you have had colonoscopies, and I hope everyone over 50 has, has had that, uh, you've had Propofol. And we kind of like get you through the procedure. It's, uh, uh, the anesthesiologist is like a good bartender, you know? They, uh, they have to mix those drugs just right, give you enough to relax you, enough to make you uh, not have any anxiety. I always say the worst part of the blepharoplasty is having to listen to me ramble. Uh, you know, you listen in the show for an hour and a half, but you can turn me off. You can't turn me off if I'm operating on you. I just go on and on and on, as you can possibly imagine. Uh, and we tell stories, uh, some of them off color. But, uh, you know, it's in the operating room and everybody, uh, you know, the nurses and the doctors there. And sometimes the patients do like to engage in conversation, but that's the rule. You can't, you can't talk because uh, the mouth is connected to the eyes and the eyes will move. So... That's how I like to do it under sedation. And the reason I do it that way is because general anesthesia has a nausea rate of somewhere around 20%. So if you've had nausea with general anesthesia, or heaven forbid if you vomited, you know, if you have uh, your gallbladder operated on, it probably doesn't make too much of a difference. But if you have your eyelids operated on and you crouch down and vomit, that's not a good thing afterwards. And it could lead to bleeding. And the very few cases of blindness, heaven forbid, and I've never had that, thank God, uh, but the ones in the literature at a rate of 1 in 30,000, by the way, so it's pretty low, <clears throat> but those cases are usually in people who have high blood pressure who then get nauseated after surgery and vomit. So it, it almost takes that kind of a combination. <clears throat> That's why I like to do this procedure under sedation as opposed to general anesthesia, and it works out uh, quite nicely. Afterwards, there's a recovery. A lot of people think, well, okay, it's a local anesthesia procedure. We're going to go back to work the next day. Nope, you're not. You're not going to go back for a couple reasons. First of all, the sedation takes about 24 hours to get out of your system. And those of you who are older, that means if you're 80, because 70 is not older anymore. But if, you, uh, if you're a little older, you know that the longer, uh, the older you are, the longer it takes to get the sedation or general anesthesia out of your system. And if you're 80 years old and let's say you had your gallbladder out, you know it takes a week, maybe two weeks to kind of feel normal again because of those lingering effects of the, the anesthesia. So with, uh, with sedation, uh, there's an effect for a little while, but that's even not the reason you're not going to go out. You're going to look like you went maybe three or four rounds with Mike Tyson afterwards. You know, you're going to have black eyes, both eyes, even if you just have your upper lids done you tend to get black eyes in the lower lids because the blood kind of percolates through the tissue and the tissue of the eyelids, it's very, very thin. So, uh, yeah, it takes a while. Now, if you don't care, if you don't care, you could uh, work comfortably in two days afterwards. You're not going to do anything the next day, but two days later you could zoom if you want. Just wear dark glasses or put some Vaseline on the camera. That's my trick. Uh, you know, and you can zoom and you'll feel fine doing it. You can uh, drive. It's usually four or five days afterwards. You want all the swelling and, and blurriness to go away. Your eyeball tends to swell with this procedure. And, uh, and we put some ointment in your eye afterwards, and so you get a little blurry vision. And that's not a dangerous thing. It's actually uh, it just goes away. It's par for the course. And, uh, but we don't want you to drive until your vision is back to its sharp acuity. If you want all the bruising to go away, it takes a good two weeks. But most people these days will put a little makeup on and go about their business. 
And I particularly like my patients who just tell everyone. I'm doing a rhinoplasty on a 22-year-old in a couple weeks, <clears throat> and she's going to go to school with, uh, to college with her splint on her nose. And, uh, you know, the kids now, they just uh, they go on Instagram, they go on Facebook, they tell everybody. That's great because no one cares if that's what you do. It's the people that obviously had facelifts or obviously had their eyelids or nose done. <clears throat> and, uh, and then they say, no, I haven't had anything. You know, everybody loves to talk about people like that. But once you say, yeah, I went and had a facelift, the next time you mention it, it's old news. You know, we don't need to uh, talk about that. She's boring me about her facelift. Big deal, right? And it is, big deal. And uh, so many people now do tell other people. All right, I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. I'm without my co-host Susan Warner this evening because I'm in Los Angeles, and she's sitting there with a night off in Manhattan, hopefully listening, but uh, you never know. Might be out gallivanting. But uh, Susan Warner, who is the host of her own podcast, Susan is Suddenly Single, had another podcast out last week, and I hope you listened to it on iHeart and Spotify and Apple, uh, you know, it's, uh, this one's about her. It was a very interesting uh, and very re revealing podcast. So go ahead, uh, go to SusanSWarner.com, and, uh, and then you can get to her podcasts and all those things. You can get to her writing also. It's quite interesting. So, uh, all right, I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? We're going to take a short break. We'll be back talking about a new type of a brow lift that might not be so new after all, but it's new to you. I'll be right back. 800-321-0710. What do you want from your skincare? I know what you want. You want products that actually do what they're supposed to do. And you want skincare that's simple to use. You want skincare that's non-toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created exactly that. Great skincare with effective ingredients, inexpensive, and easy to use. And to look great, you only need four products. I've got daytime SPF 20 skin protector. That's your foundation. I've got a moisturizer and a nighttime serum that contains vitamin C and A, fruit acid, antioxidants and skin brighteners and once you've used my clean time soap well you're never going to be able to go back to the cleansers that have been harming your skin for years i want everyone to try my products so for a limited time i'm giving wor listeners 20 percent off go to drperrys.com that's d-r-p-e-r-r-y-s.com or give us a call at 844 dr perry use the wor21 code for the discount to learn more listen every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on W-O-R. These last two years have aged us terribly, but masks are coming off and it's time to get back out there. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm here to help. I smooth forehead wrinkles with Botox and creatively use fillers for wrinkles around the mouth. Filler also plumps shrunken lips, and filler smooths the jawline. It makes your chin and cheeks more prominent, and along with lasers and Ulthera, even improves upper chest lines and aging hands. And when it's time, I'm a surgeon. I perform short scar, face, and neck lifts to help restore your youthful appearance. My offices are in Manhattan on Park and 73rd and in Somerset, New Jersey. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to get you looking and feeling better. Check me out at www 
periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle for 17 years every Saturday evening. If this is the very first time you're listening, where, where have you been? I've been doing this forever on Saturday evenings, so uh, you should be listening. If you're coming into New York, uh, you know, you're crossing the George Washington Bridge. There is absolutely nothing else on the radio. Don't bother checking. This is it. You've got the station. All right, so... You can give me a call, by the way. We still have a few minutes left of the show. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon, host of this show. And I'm broadcasting today live from Beverly Hills. I'm looking out the window as we speak. We see the, uh, the Hollywood sign out there. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, but we'll be back in New York tomorrow. All right. Blepharoplasty. That's what we were talking about. It is the fourth, uh, actually the fifth most common, I'm sorry, fifth most common procedure in the United States, there were 150,000 last year in the United States. It doesn't sound like too many, does it? But it's enough to keep plastic surgeons uh, quite busy uh, doing blepharoplasties. It's um, the first most common procedure. It's liposuction, fat removal. Breast augmentation is number two, tummy tucks, and then breast lifts. So those are the top four. And then we have eyelid surgery, cosmetic eyelid surgery being number five. And uh, now about what about brows? You know, I told you earlier that in order to assess the eyelids, we have to also assess the brows. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I forget the brows, we might have some issues. Now, for the uh, upper lids, sometimes we have to do a brow lift also. There are lots of different ways to do brow lifts. Boy, I'll tell you. I, have, uh, I finished my residency in 1987, 35 years ago at the U- University of Chicago. And we were taught then to do a brow lift by making an incision from ear to ear through the scalp. Sounds wonderful. And then I peeled, uh, this is where you're going to faint. I peeled down the forehead, looking at the bone of the forehead. Isn't that wonderful? And then I would remove little sections of muscle underneath the wrinkles. And then I'd go down to between the eyebrows and remove that muscle. That's called the corrugator muscle and the procerus muscle. Those two muscles are responsible for the vertical wrinkles between the brows and then the horizontal wrinkles on the nose. So I'd remove those muscles, just pieces of those muscles, and then I'd put the skin back and I'd remove a strip of skin. It would raise the brows and it would also remove some of the ability to make those frown lines, the vertical ones and the horizontal ones. Now interestingly, interestingly, they've done studies and the muscle grows back. So we might think we're doing something when we do that operation, but the muscle, the body is so good. It doesn't know we're doing this for fun. It just thinks it's been injured. And so the body fixes itself, and it laces scar tissue between the pieces of muscle that have been cut, 
And, you know, six months, a year later, you can move that muscle again, even if I've removed all of it or part of it. I can't remove all of it because you'd have a depression there. We found that out also. Some people removed a lot of muscle. They put fat in the uh, area. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. So that bicoronal brow lift, that's the one. Um, it caused all sorts of problems. You had hair loss. Uh, you had numb areas behind it so that when you brushed your hair, you couldn't feel for a couple inches. You know what? There are still people doing that operation. It works. It works. And I can't fault them for doing it, but uh, it's not my first choice of operation to lift the brow. Then we went into an era where we did endoscopic brow lifts. We used a scope, a camera at the end of a tube. And I went down. I made five small incisions in the hairline, and I went down and I did basically the same muscle removal operation that we did with the big incision, but now we only removed a little bit of skin and we did all sorts of gymnastics with stitches and some of us put screws in the bone and tied stitches around them and I'm telling you, it was a lot of gymnastics and you know what, we did that for about five to ten years or so and then that kind of went away because a lot of people saw that it recurred very quickly the recurrence of the deformity, if you want to call that a deformity. The brows sagged, and we just couldn't get the results that we wanted. Now, again, there are still people that do endoscopic brow lifts, and they do them well, and that's great. Uh, but I sold my uh, endoscopic brow lifting equipment uh, about 10 years ago because it just didn't do it for me. And then we went through other phases. There were these things called endotines. Uh, you know, they're little um, things that we drill into the bone and we set the brow on those. And, and then we did the endoscopic brow lift without an endoscope. What does that mean? Oh, it gets so, so confusing. And I started doing then a brow lift through the upper eyelid incision. It's called a brow pexy incision, uh, brow pexy procedure. And I like that one. I, I, I've done it for uh, almost exclusively for the last dozen or so years. And it works because I find it's not that dramatic uh, look. I don't want that dramatic look. Do you really want your eyebrows up halfway up your forehead? I don't think so. It just doesn't occur in nature for the most part. I suppose every now and then someone has that appearance. But that's a startled look and it's a funny look and I don't like that. And every plastic surgeon has to do what he or she thinks looks beautiful. And there's a difference between... Uh, what I consider to be beautiful and what you consider to be beautiful. And that's uh, what the consultation is all about. We have to be on the same wavelength. Uh, so during that consultation, we'll, uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do for you to make you look as good as possible. So the brow pexy I like because we do an upper eyelid incision and remove extra skin of the eyelid. That's the blepharoplasty incision. And I, I go right through that very same incision uh, and I can actually lift the skin. This is where the squeamish should turn the radio show off. I lift the skin right off of the bone all the way up to the hairline through the eyelid. How's that? And then I place stitches underneath on the bottom of the eyebrow, not through the skin, but the undersurface of the skin. And I put those stitches right into the bone. And I set the brow at a slightly higher position. And that works in most cases. And it's a, a very nice procedure. So what about this last procedure that's new? It's new. It's called a direct brow lift. And boy, I'll tell you, my chief at the University of Chicago said, you know, if you think you've discovered something new, it's just because you don't know how to speak German. <laughs> uh, sort of true because, uh, you know, there's so much in the literature and other languages that we don't even see in the United States. But the direct brow lift was one that I was taught and did as a resident in the 1980s 
But it went away. It went away because we uh, decided to use remote incisions. What is a direct brow lift? It's making an incision just at the very top of the eyebrow and removing a crescent of skin and closing that incision. And it is the most effective way of shaping the eyebrow, exactly the shape that you want, because we're making the incision right next to the eyebrow. And it's the most effective way of li lifting the eyebrow. The reason it lost favor after the 1980s is because people thought, well, if there's an incision right there, everybody's going to see that. And the truth is, it's a pretty invisible incision. And there have been a couple papers in the literature, one in the clinic, Clinics of Plastic Surgery just published a, a couple months ago in July, about the resurgence of that procedure of direct brow lifting. There was another paper a couple years ago uh, that said that the uh, it's really been a misconception about that direct brow lift procedure amongst plastic surgeons. And the young plastic surgeons are not being taught the older procedures, but this is one that is returning and it's returning with uh, quite a, a large number of cases. And yeah, I'll be doing it because in some people that is the best procedure to do a direct incision. You know, we don't, uh, we don't think uh, twice about making an incision in the eyelid, right, where you can see it. And then we, uh, we try and hide eyebrow incisions way up in the hair uh, where it's significantly more difficult to do the procedure and also just less predictable. So the direct brow lift is back back in the United States, it's back around the world, and I think it is a good procedure. So uh, I will also be doing the direct brow lift. All right, I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR for many, many years. Give me a call, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. I have to tell you that, uh, you know, we've been out of stock for my clean time soap for about six months now. And so many of you, I really every day with increasing numbers, I'm getting four, five, six emails a day and some phone calls to the office. What happened at clean time? People think I'm going out of business. No, I'm not going out of business. People think that, uh, you know, I'm not going to make clean time anymore. The truth is there are terrible supply chain issues in the United States, particularly with soap manufacturers. And as it turns out, there's only a few soap manufacturers in the United States, and they make everybody from Dove to Ivory to Neutrogena. It's the same factories. And these factories have been hit with supply chain problems, getting raw ingredients, and also employee problems, just like the rest of uh, the country. Yeah. And, you know, the solution to this, I don't know, I'm not the economist, but uh, I have been affected because when I would place an order for my clean time soap, usually it was about a two to three month delay in getting it. But now I was told by the company that I was working with that it's a year. And so I had to switch companies to get it sooner. So, yeah, we're finally getting some clean time, but it's going to be January. January. Ah, everybody's saying, ah. And what is so special about my clean time? Well, those of you who have used it know we call it a soap, but it's a really important part of your skincare regimen. You know, when uh, soap, I say it's the forgotten stepchild of skincare because no one really thinks about it. They don't do, you know, you don't hear companies advertising their soap. But Soap can do a lot of damage. It can change the pH of your skin. That's the acidity of the skin. And if it does that, uh, it rises. Like if you use almost anybody else's soap, it's alkaline by definition. That's what soap is. Mine is acidic, more like a lemon, less like baking soda. And by having it in that way, it makes it so that your body uh, can kill bacteria appropriately and kill fungus. So when the pH of your skin goes up, when your skin becomes alkaline, bacteria and 
even fungus actually grow rapidly. Just think of that piece of cheese that you left out of your refrigerator. By the time you come back at the end of the day, there's mold. There really is. That's fungus. And so your body is good at protecting itself, and one of the mechanisms is to keep it acidic. So when you use a soap on your skin that's alkaline, you screw that up for up to six hours. And your body's defense to those new bacteria that are growing in your skin is to have some inflammation and to make oil. So you get a syndrome of a little bit of red, a little bit of swollen, and a little bit of oily skin. That's why I have clean time, because clean time, that's a great commercial. Of course, we can't sell the product until January, until we get our new clean time in. But clean time has the correct pH, and it doesn't have uh, chemicals like phthalates. They're not so good for you. It doesn't have preservatives because it's a solid. There's no need for preservatives in it. So what I'm telling you, the reason I'm telling you this is that, yes, we're going to get it back in stock. And in just a few weeks, you're going to be able to pre-order it at current pricing. Unfortunately, the price is going to go way up. And I, that's the last thing I want to do. But my manufacturer has boosted the price, doubled my manufacturing costs. And so it's either uh, we do it and have a nice product or we don't do it at all. So uh, we're going to have an opportunity to get in on this year's pricing, the old pricing, uh, for the Thanksgiving Black Friday special. So get ready for that. And then once the product is out in January, you know, unfortunately, it will be more expensive. What can I tell you? All right, I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. This has been What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. My email address is md at drperrys.com, and my website is perryplasticsurgery.com if you want to get a hold of me. You can check me out, and if you're interested in buying the products that we talk about, except you can't buy clean time unless it's in a kit, you can still get some that way, you go to drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, and uh, I do have an office in Somerset, New Jersey. And the phone number is 732-422-9600 in Manhattan. It's 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. Noah, I want to thank you for transcontinental great, great engineering as usual. Noah is the stalwart of WOR. Hopefully Susan will be back in the uh, broadcast booth next week. I hope so, and I hope she had a great day off, evening off. And thank you so much for listening. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you all next Saturday. Bye-bye now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.